Let's go in-depth on Iowa State with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Cyclone Insider, powered by G-MIG's 5th Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Yo, welcome to Cyclone Insider here on 1460 KXNO. Every week for an hour, we sit down with our friends from the Des Moines Register who cover the Cyclones. Of course, Hawk Central will be tomorrow. That will feature Chad Lystico and Mark Emmert, who had a busy day today as Iowa had um, a, you know, a fairly rare press availability preseason and uh, some news coming out of that. So that'll be interesting show tomorrow from 6 to 7. Ross will be back. The call-up. Now, Sean Jankowski, are we two high school insider this week? Yes. No more call-up. Call-up is call done. Call-up is done. For the season, yes. For the season. And that means Tommy Birch gets his Fridays off. Nice. I could use him right now. How's uh, how's Bodie Birch? He's doing well. He's sleeping well. It's I mean we're happy to be home. We were, <clears throat> God, we were at the hospital for seven days. Had some had some great nurses though. Yeah. Um, some Iowa, some big Iowa State fans are our girl Amanda, in the NICU, loyal listener. I think nice. J- Jamie, who works at uh, Iowa Methodist, also big time listener. They took so. good care of BJ. <laughs> That's great, Bodie. Bodie Joseph. That is a he's a cute kid. I I still look forward to meeting him. And and um, Uncle, he is cute. Uncle he's boring here. He's boring. I went up once, maybe. Yeah, once. Yeah. He's boring. I went up there and he just but was snoring away. Pete, it was really boring. Uncle Pete. I'm just gonna start calling you that. Can I do that? <laughs> you always call me your drunk uncle or whatever that <laughs> you was. You are. You're my crazy drunk uncle <laughs> who it. I love. That's it. I'm not crazy. Oh, I'm not Uncle crazy. Pete. Guess where I had a beer the other night. And I, me, wait, stop. Um, I know this is a radio show. Um, 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 Hilltop. No, even better. Where we've had some of our great moments together. The Milano Pizza Place in oh, Kansas City. Yeah. They moved it. No way. Wait, it's, really? So remember last year we were going to go have pizza there? Yeah. And we couldn't find it because right. it was shut down. It's yeah. in the basement. Same building. Really? Yeah, so it's there next time we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyways. Well, you should have called. I, I should have. It's not I, like I'm doing a whole lot. I actually, you know what? I wanted to like text you, and my phone was dead. My wife was at a veterinarian conference, and I was just like walking around yeah. looking for old nostalgia, Big 12 tournament spots. Yeah. Oh, wow. You went, you went to... I went to Milano. And you went to our secret spot, too. I went too. to the, yeah, to the <laughs> Green Lady Lounge. Oop, there went that secret. <laughs> you know, I, I'd everybody like, else have you ever been in that place in daylight? I mean, when it's what, light the inside? Light? When it's light inside? I may or may not have stopped by there after an Iowa State game on the I way back really to the don't hotel want to see once. that place because it's, it's when, not bad. Whenever we're in there, it's always dark. Well, unless you stay until 3 and then they flip the lights on. Well, the first time I, I was there, there before that. I did not realize they stayed open until 3. Yeah, it's a <laughs> bad fast for us. And the band starts at 10. <laughs> oh, you should see that place on a Friday night. <laughs> I have. It's scatting and bebopping, and they're all over the place, man. Oh, we could like standing room only. We couldn't even get a seat the other night. All right. It's Cyclone Insider here on 1460 KXNO. Fall camp is over. This is the worst. I think this is the worst. I, yeah. I like covering camp. This is the worst week to cover a team because nothing happens. That they're like just doing really boring practices and stuff. They probably, I think I asked Campbell about this. I think that they start putting in South Dakota State stuff like today, today or tomorrow in practice, but we don't get to talk to them. Nothing happens. This is the lull before the storm, gentlemen. So let's leave with Tommy because Tommy hasn't joined us for the last two weeks, Pete. Yep. 
Tommy, what stood out to you about the coverage of fall camp when you were away? Did anything pop for you? Besides Matt Campbell talking about Ohio State? Uh, well, no, kind of. He, he had to. He, yeah, he, yeah. He didn't really like no, talk I, about Ohio State. He, no. Yeah, he, I was kidding he, around. It was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge talk about yeah. Ohio State. Yeah, no. To me, I think kind of the biggest surprise was I think I went into camp thinking like, okay, uh, this battle is done, that battle is done. And then when I would hear from coaches um, from afar, I was a little surprised to see that some of these were still going, like the middle linebacker spot. I mean, I remember thinking like, wow, uh, heading into the fall, or Ryan Vance has won the shot, but I still think he's going to start. Yeah. But the way that they were talking about how that there was <clears throat> an actual competition taking place made me think, wow, they have a lot more depth or at least some talented guys there that they feel comfortable with. And then the kicking situation, too. I mean, I love kickers, but the fact that they seemingly do not have an answer yet as to who's going to be that, because I think we all went into this thinking that the true freshman, Brain Narvison, yeah. was going to be the guy. That appears to still be up for, for grabs. So... um I think some of those competitions yeah. are what surprised me. I think that you're onto something. Now, Pete, let me bounce this off of you because this is kind of where my mind was at. And we touched on this last week, but we didn't really get in depth on the middle linebacker thing. The the whole like Mike Rose and uh, Regan Northrup is tossed around in there. Bobby McMillan. Yeah, you know, part of me thinks there's got to be a psychological deal from Tyson Vite, the the linebackers coach. Where you don't just want to crown the freshman. Orion Vance, redshirt freshman, and you want him to think that people are breathing down his neck, which I fully believe that they are, but I never, I'm with, as Tommy alluded to, I never really feel have felt like Vance would not win that job. From day one, yeah. you know, he, they talked about him from day one, and please remember that that when when they were talking about Orion Vance in the spring, Bobby McMillan wasn't practicing and Mike Rose wasn't even on campus. So they their options there were very their 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 talking point options at linebacker were very very limited, so um yeah and and it's 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 going to be Orion Vance that would that would be the biggest surprise to me on the team I mean it was I think they didn't even Narvison's going to be the 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 place kicker they're going to do the same stuff they had because um um. You know, last week we were told that they like separate that they like specialization. You know, one to kick and off, and one to to kick to PATs, and and you know, Narverson doesn't have a leg to kick off. So yeah, I mean, so it's 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 um, it's the, the the biggest thing that came out to me, other than proving the point that we knew all along that Matt Campbell was going to call all the plays, <clears throat> um, but yeah, but no injuries. Yeah, that popped last week. <laughs> no injuries. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I mean, we've we've seen Iowa not just that Iowa we know State, about. Well, that we know about. Yeah, yeah. I you know usually you kind of hear some rumbles. Right. Yeah. I haven't really heard much of you. Yeah, because I, I remember when Jake Campos went down. Yeah, we all knew about. Yeah, that that, that was kind of Devin Moore there. and yeah. Those remember guys. the Sam Richardson moped deal? Very the well. Legend, that the was legend a, moped. That was there's no legend to that. Yeah, yeah that was one of the craziest like stories because. Everybody heard it, but you can't couldn't really roll with it. Well, and then he was the like problem, lying about it. Part of the problem was Sam. We asked. I remember yeah. Randy asked Sam Richardson. <laughs> so like a blank, Tuesday night, yeah, and he he said nothing. But 
Yeah, I mean, that's a good good point, too. I mean, when you look up and down Iowa State's roster, you're kind of like, man, there aren't that many question marks. This is probably the most stability. It is the most stability that they've had since Matt Campbell has been there. No question. But that's not saying much. This is the most stable team I've seen at Iowa State since 05. This is the good Really? No. Even more than that one Rhodes team that we all thought would be pretty good, the one that should have gone 8-4. There were still and, massive question marks across that team. And it's not even just the stability of the team, but depth. And it's not where Matt Campbell wants it to be, but there is starting to be more and more depth. I mean, you look at the running back room, the quarterback room, uh, even parts of the secondary, the offensive line. The offensive line, you're kind of looking at that group and saying, man, a year from now, that collectively is going to be a great, great group once they get some experience under agree. their belt. And it's I'm, not going to be bad this year. I I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it'll be vastly improved to right. what we've seen the last year. And we years. thought it was decent last year. Um, I, I still don't think that that's a championship-level line. I you think know, and when bu- I say championship-level, like I think it's like a five, where I think the last couple of years it's been below average. I think they can get up to average this year, and I agree with you, Tommy. I think next year that line could be a real formidable one in the big – is that fair? Does yeah, anybody I mean, agree, I disagree with that? Yeah, going, no, you're right. I think going into the season – your hope is serviceable. And if history has kind of told you anything when it comes to the offensive line, at least when Campbell has been there and Tom Tom Manning was there, and we know Tom Manning's not the end-all, be-all when it comes to the offensive line, the development, history has kind of told us the last couple of years the offensive line will get better. So what you see during week one is not going to be the, the finished product. And kind of the saving grace, too, is – just what I had said before, there are enough bodies there where you feel pretty good that it can sustain, kind of sustain some, I guess, injuries to it. Now, probably the one guy that it can't lose is doing good Jones, though. Yeah, I think he has an opportunity if he can stay over at that left tackle spot to be pretty special. I, the middle, I'm, I mean. Newell, you know, we talked to Ben Bruns. We had a good interview with him last week, and he kind of reiterated just how hard it is to play as a freshman up front. He's held his own against Ray Lima, apparently in practice. So we will. They've been throwing everything they can at that kid too. Yeah, they're trying to trip him up a little bit, and he he keeps exceeding their expectations. That's why I think this offensive line is going to be Iowa State's best offensive line in years and years. But it's got to stay healthy also, and that goes along with it. You think best. Going back to like Osimile I don't, and I haven't gone, Maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't think they've had a very good one since. I no, mean. they haven't. No, it, no, exactly. And that's why I think that, that Mike Warren's going to get his 1,000 yards and much fewer than 258 carries. Although, you mean Montgomery? Or Montgomery. Did I say Mike Warren? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. And Mike I was going to go back and look today how many carries it took Montgomery to get his 1,000 yards, but I, I didn't. Um, I mean, to get to 1,000 because he had 1146, so he had probably – 40 carries after after that, you know, but I don't, you know, so. And um, kind of the thing when it comes to that offensive Warren. line, too, is, and you're kind of talking about workload, when it comes to David Montgomery, I mean, I think if you're an Iowa State fan, yeah, you want David Montgomery out there as much as possible. He's your best player, but look at the toll that it took on him last season. Last season was the first time where we saw David Montgomery pretty much from start to finish during the season and I'm not convinced the the running back that David Montgomery was in games uh 11 and 12 were anywhere close to the running back they was in games one two three and four but 
you know, and I wrote about that for today. It's online, and and I was talking to Craig Lowe, our boss, and about it before I before it got published, and and he he raised a good point, and I had and I added this in the story. I didn't have to, but I did in the column that. 258 carries that's nothing these guys this guy that's nothing i mean we all think it's a lot but troy davis had over 400 in one year the leading ball carrier in in college f- football last year in division one college football last year had over 300 jenks did some digging what did mike warren have 227 carries in his freshman season okay good yeah. for almost six yards a carry so I mean, two hundred fifty-eight is nothing. So I mean, and 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 Montgomery's got tread on the tire. I mean, on the tires, he can he. I don't think two hundred fifty-eight is horrible. Plus, he caught thirty-six passes. I'd be anxious to see. Um, I asked Bloom about this last night. We did a podcast for Cyclone Fanatic, and we we kind of kicked it around. I'll see what you guys think. Campbell's going to do whatever it takes to win, obviously. Um, but Warren also has. Pro aspirations. Montgomery. Yeah. Jeez. You got me all screwed up now. Come on, guys. Yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah, I see where you're going. And he's got like five going. guys who can run. I do wonder if they keep the workload respectable with that in mind. What's respectable? 258 yeah, is respectable? I don't that's know. Not I don't a know ton. what the answer to that is. I don't is. think that's a ton. I think what they do, I think, I think, it, let, me, let me just. I would say, though, that 258 at Iowa State with the line that he played behind last year, you get. Yeah. It's harder than. That at Another two fifty eight, and he and he's close to what Darren Davis did. I mean, in in nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine, but but given the fact that yeah, David Montgomery probably will go out after next year, they're they're going to have to get somebody ready, and that somebody's going to be Johnny Lang. Other, you know, and Nwangu. I don't know how much he's going to carry the ball. On the flip side, too, you more still- of a receiver. I think so. And they've got the freshman coming in, too. But yeah. you've got to get people ready for next year. Yeah. On the flip side, though, still, you've got to get David Montgomery out there as much as possible so he can put himself in a really good position come the NFL draft where teams are saying, yeah, we liked what we saw um, You know, when he handled a ton of wear and tear. He can battle an entire season. He can do this and that. You can't. You know, it's kind of a double-edged sword where, yeah, you want to limit him and make sure he's okay and healthy for that next level. But a lot, I remember <clears throat> before, I think it was before spring ball, I talked to some NFL um, draft evaluators, Name and they had, said, they had said, like, yeah, you know, we like David Montgomery. He's proven himself with this and that, but he's still got to go out and have a great junior season for us to say he is a first round draft pick. Do you really think Matt Campbell cares of which 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 is Matt Campbell? I don't know. Where's I, his where's his priority? To get to get David Montgomery a good draft spot or what, to get or to win a bowl game? What Matt Campbell would say is by getting Iowa stay in a good position to win a good bowl game, they are helping David Montgomery. Yeah, I think drafts. I think it's um advantageous. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I, I think that Winning at Iowa State is obviously number one, yeah. and, and, I, and that's David's priority too right now. I, right. Do, I don't doubt that. But I also think that you can be cognizant of just the situation that is really rare with running backs. And we know David's background, and you don't want to bury the guy, you know? No, exactly. You're yeah. not, and, and you're not. And, but, and they don't have to. Run, 258 carries is not a big deal, especially in this day and age where they're playing essentially touch football. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, the rules have not let the defenders do lot, anything. They're playing a lot higher tempo than they're, they used the, to. But the, the and rules the, are, the difference between Troy Davis and those days is 
there wasn't anybody else behind him either. Like, well, exactly. And and in those days, there was no there was no whatever that leading your helmet a penalty for leading your helmet into somebody's head. Yeah, you can and, just spear you can do that now. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, you can't do that now. So it's essentially playing touch football. And I'll kind of go with what Chris was, I think, trying to say here is. You look at David Montgomery and you say 258 carries they had last year. His 258 carries aren't the same as another running back's 258 carries when you look at, one, the offensive line he had to work with, and then, two, the idea that he led the nation in forced missed tackles. I mean, yeah, every carry working butt is butt was off. probably a little bit more harder than an average running back's carries. But can we put the – the the pro football focus and God love them I use them I use it as much as anybody but when did that first come into a two thousand four is when I think two thousand four two thousand five I think is when they first started keeping track of um, the missed tackle stat so Troy and Darren Davis would have easily doubled whatever those guys would have easily I mean that's just at Iowa State back in the day yeah, I don't know so I mean I I, I that's yeah, it's cool, and I, I still I, don't, I still want to know. You ever had anybody from Pro Football Focus on? No, nope. I, I want to know how they Should do, do that. that. I want to know how they sit there. Jenks, get on that, buddy. I want to know how they sit there and, and Jenks and, is producer extraordinary. He'll and get tell it worked how out. Many, how many missed tackles there are? And the coaches have somebody track that pretty much every game too. But all right, uh, but, gentlemen, shall we commence this conversation and dig into the schedule? Boom! I haven't done this yet. So I don't even know where I'm going to land. We're going to go game by – have you done this? you printed this already, I'm right, I'm live Pete? now with it, yeah. Pete's on the record. Birch and I are about to be. 12-0. and 0. When Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register continues here on 1460 KXNO. Everything you need to know about Iowa State, it's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register, powered by G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. All right, guys, welcome back. Cyclone Insider here, Des Moines Register, 1460 KXNO, Hawk Central tomorrow. Uh, I believe those boys did their game-by-game game, uh, predictions. They have already. Yeah, they did last week. Yes. We're cool. going to do it now. Um, does anybody have Iowa State losing to South Dakota State? Not me. I don't, but I think it'll be a good game. For, 38-24. Yeah. Really good quarterback coming score, back. Okay, that's interesting. I'd go a little lower scoring, but I, I think about – who Lower know, scoring for who? Both. Because I don't think South Dakota State's got a great defense. Okay, but. you I, honestly, Pete, I haven't really dug into okay. them. So that's what but I, I, I just. That, but. I'm. I think Iowa State. I'm a believer in the defense. I'm not quite yet in the offense, but we'll see. I hope that line South Dakota goes State's out and surprises had two, me. Had well, two NFL picks last year or last draft yeah. also. So. Yeah, and the good thing for Iowa State heading into that game is, I mean, that's a South Dakota State team that has a lot of question marks where they're going to be searching for some big-time replacements, so it's a good time to catch them. They got Brandon Snyder, though. They do. <laughs> no, they do have Brandon Snyder. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Iowa State by a couple touchdowns there, too. Uh, game two at Iowa. I'll get it started. I, yeah. I'm i finally in on it, and I'm going to pick Iowa State to win that game. Uh, really close. Three points, one point. I, I just think that the way it sets up, I think Iowa will be better in November than it will in September, and I think this is really the first year Iowa State has had to get its wheels under it the last couple of years with Campbell, and it took a while, and I think they're ready to get the ball rolling earlier this year, and I think that they they, have, they can get multiple on defense. They can show Nate Stanley some looks he probably hasn't seen. <clears throat> Give me the Cyclones. 
Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're on board, Pete. Okay. I've got Iowa State. I've got Iowa winning 44, 41, and three overtimes. Um, and, and here's and here's <laughs> three oh overtimes. Never oh. getting out of and, there. <laughs> and three. It's, read it. It's on the website. Um, and and here's a synopsis of why. Um, I think the teams essentially are even. Although in the, in the lines, Iowa, I think is I'm pretty sure Iowa is better in the lines. However, Iowa will have what? time out. Can I counteract that? Sure. Do you think Iowa's offensive line is better than Iowa State's defensive line? I no the I I'm sorry I said that wrong. I think Iowa's defensive line. Yeah, I think I I, I, I meant to say Iowa State will have trouble moving the ball. Is what I, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say because I, yeah. I that's, that's the matchup I, I love for yeah. Iowa State is I think that the defensive front seven can really wreak yeah. some havoc up front there here's 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 what i think also um what's iowa got missing half a dozen players in the first game um in the northern illinois game i don't know how many players are out suspended or whatever but um those guys are out there missing the northern <laughs> illinois game they're going to be so fired up to come to play finally a game after after all season, you know, after all off season practicing, yeah. being suspended for the first game, they're going to be so jacked up that that it's 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 going to be like opening day out there at 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 Kinnick on on that Saturday. So, um, I I, I really think that um, that That's Iowa fair. wins, and it's it I think it's a by a field goal. Well, essentially it is. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Tommy? I think Iowa wins that game. And this is fascinating me, because I, Mark and Chad picked Iowa State. You guys both picked Iowa. <laughs> yeah. I picked Iowa State, and Ross picked Iowa. It's fascinating to me. What I think back to when I think back uh, to that game last year is just all the open opportunities that Nate Stanley missed out on. They were there. There were some great play calling, but I keep thinking about four or five just way open passes they just overshot. And thinking like, oh my God, a year from now he is going to be a fantastic quarterback. And if he made those throws last year, that's that that could have been an entirely different counterpoint. Game. And Iowa State's defense hadn't come into its own yet. I totally agree with that yeah. aspect too. But how do you guard Noah Fant? Well, I think you got to get creative, and I think that's where if you can play with a three-man front. I mean, you essentially drop back in Regan Northrop, and then you sneak a safety up on him. I think you can do a lot of things. But I, to long or short answer, you can. He's uncoverable. Yeah. I think he's the best tight end in the country. Yeah. You know, I just and but I'd like to see Iowa Iowa's linebackers match up with Iowa State's running backs in the passing game too. I think that could be really fun. Yeah. It, it, you know, there's a lot of really compelling matchups. I think it'll be a it'll, great. It, game. It'll be a great game. Yeah. I, but. To me, right now, when it comes to Iowa and Iowa State, I look at two years ago when Iowa just absolutely smoked Iowa State. And then last year, Iowa State had that game, had a really good chance to win that game, and then let it slip away. I'm kind of, it's kind of like how I was last year when it came to Iowa State in a bowl game. I'm kind of like, you got to prove to me before I give you the benefit of the doubt. And right now, I'm not quite ready. But I guess I wouldn't be shocked if Iowa State wins this game. If it's, it's in names, I'd probably pick Iowa State. It is a total toss-up. Vegas would um, back that as well. It's going to be like a field goal. Iowa will probably be favored. Uh, number three, at or Oklahoma at Iowa State. Tommy, you get the honors. I I I don't see Iowa State winning this game. You look at quarterback; they're going to be outmatched there. Running back. Uh, you know, a ton coming back on their offensive line, too, I think. And that's a team that's going to absolutely remember everything Iowa State did to them a year ago. Um, just too many 
difficult matchups for Iowa State, I think they'd lose that game. I'm taking Iowa State. I took them thirty. Woo! I took them thirty-three thirty. I took them thirty-three thirty-one, and it might not be enough. Uh, it might be more than that because what did Iowa State do last year in Oklahoma? Beat them. I, I they beat a better Oklahoma team than than this Oklahoma team with the one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. on the planet. Yes, and Iowa State wasn't as good last year as they are this year, and Iowa State did it. In Norman, with a quarterback who didn't learn until Tuesday afternoon that he was going to be the starting quarterback. And how many passes did this kid complete before last year? This kid complete two in his career. If Iowa State can win at Norman against a better Oklahoma team than this year, Iowa State wins this year and is probably more than two points. Here's what's interesting about Iowa State. I can go either way on so many of these games. Like, across the board, I can go either way. Um, But I... I've got them at two and zero. The way the schedule's built, I have a hard time believing they go three and zero. And I'm with Pete in the sense that, yeah, it could go either way. You could lose at Iowa, win Oklahoma. I will pick Oklahoma to beat Iowa State. They're like a ten point favorite right now at the early line. Um, I would take the points for sure, but um, I just love averages. They, I don't see them starting three and zero. So I'll, I go, th- I'll go two and one with the lost Oklahoma. Yeah, and I think. The great thing, if you're an Iowa State fan, when you look up and down the schedule, I think two years ago, definitely three years ago, even going into last season, we're like, okay, they have no shot winning that game. No shot winning this game. This year, you look at the schedule and you're like, okay, I don't think they're going to beat Oklahoma. But we can sit around here and say, hey, I wouldn't be totally shocked if they do. There's not a game on that schedule where you're like, I don't feel like they have any shot at winning that game. Now, last time Iowa State's beat Oklahoma consecutive seasons, in case anybody's keeping score, was 1960 and 1961. That's a good stat. So, What about uh, the next game? Is, really it Akron? Is Akron next? Akron. The Zips! <sighs> Do we really need to? <laughs> the freshman will play. <laughs> That's the freshman game. That's the first game that the true freshman, not named Narvison, will play. You know, play. it actually makes the... That that game a little interesting. It does. That's why it's only going to be thirty eight seventeen. For what it's worth, I looked it up today because I know nothing about Akron other than Tommy Bowden still there yeah. or Terry Bowden. Terry. Terry Terry Bowden. And this could be his last season. Um, their over under in Vegas is four. Last year they were like a seven or eight. Like they were picked to like win their division. So this will be a. What, not as good of an Akron team as yeah, the one they, they beat 41-14 a year ago. It's a totally different team where they've lost, I think, most of their offensive line, a ton of their skill positions. Uh, Kiddo Nelson, the quarterback, kind of showed some glimpses of potential at the end of last season. He even got some playing time against Iowa State. I think he's kind of a, a dual-threat quarterback, which could be intriguing. But, I mean, that's we're to a point where some of these non-conference opponents are like, yes, Iowa State should beat them pretty handily. This is the the Mike Rose game. It's the Trevor Downing game, the Joe Skates game. Purdy. Um, it's, uh, those three for sure. <laughs> Will McDonald. That's my guy. Will McDonald. I don't know about Purdy, though. I don't know about Purdy. I don't know because you've got to jump over. Well, the you've got to jump over play. three quarterbacks. To get him in, you're going to go four deep at quarterback? So Why the hell not? There's almost no reason not to play them, though. But if you go four deep, I don't know. Because in, in order to jump the 
the chain of command. Here's, here's he's going to have to jump. He's going to have to jump over Real. But when you and that ain't when, happening. But I think when you say like the Iowa State depth chart, I know what exists and probably what is actually real. Where it's probably Cal Kempt, Zeb Nolan, and then probably Brock Purdy. But Real Mitchell is Was kind, there in the spring. But I think Real Mitchell is kind of in a a different spot where maybe it's just like okay, he's going to play, but it's going to be in a running type role where. Brock Purdy is more, hey, we want to get him yeah. kind of those snaps just because he's an actual quarterback of the future. I don't know if Real Mitchell is going to be your everyday play caller down the line where you have to get him kind of those mop-up you know, snaps. And I'm just playing my usual devil's advocate here, but what's that say then if for people that enroll in the spring – You've still Don't you gotta, have to? Isn't there sort of a PR thing involved in there too? Since it is against Akron, since it is against the team, you're. I don't think so. Smoke. In that in okay. that in that case, why isn't you know Devin Moore's got to be up there because well he's he's, he's, been, he's hurt. been there now, for wait a, a minute. while. He's been hurt. Yeah, but yeah he's I'll been just hurt. I'll just break this uh, trap game. Trap <laughs> right after Oklahoma before they on the road to TCU. I mean they, they, they. I'm just kidding. All right, uh, TCU is right, next, right? TCU. Yeah. I don't have them winning at TCU. I think TCU's going to be really good. I think that they're that seven and a half Turpin. win loss deal is tough for me. Turpin is still there. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he's, he's like the Jess Settles of the Big Twelve. He's been there forever. And Gary Patterson. I mean, that's just a tough that defense at home. I'll, I got Iowa State three and two. They're a team that had at least last season. They were plagued by slow starts. They had trouble winning the turnover margin. These are all things that benefit Iowa State immensely. And I think the fact that you're kind of getting them relatively early in the season, I think Iowa State wins this game. This is kind of my my upset, I think. Okay. Pete? I got TCU by a touchdown. And Turpin's, not the, Turpin's there, yeah. So is Darius Anderson. Yeah. This, that's, this is a battle of the top two running backs in the Big 12, Anderson and, and, and Montgomery. Um, yeah, Turpin's there, do everything guy, but so's Jalen Rager. He's not a bad receiver. He's pretty darn good also. So um, Iowa State's defensive line doesn't make me too nervous when um, you talk about guys like Anderson and their running game. It's a really good running game. It's something to be worried about. But I think now I bought into Iowa State's defense enough where I think they can contain a really good running game. Good point. Yeah. All right, that's uh, that's five games in. We'll go one more. What's the next game on the schedule? Oklahoma State. Oh, this is clones. Clones win this one in Stillwater. Oh, I thought I'm, I was the only one going to say. I that. am bearish on Oklahoma State this year. I think, um, Sean, you got the lock ready. Bold prediction on August twenty first. Okay. This is the year that things get a little weird for Mike Gundy. Their defense isn't very good. Like, this is the first year it's going to get weird. Quarterback <laughs> problems there. I don't think they pop on offense like they normally do. They have some massive quarterback issues. And Gundy, he flirts every year with leaving. This is the year. His last year at Oklahoma State, lock it up. Yeah, I think I have Iowa State winning this game because one. Wow, we all, all three do? All the quarterback issues, other question marks throughout the team. Early in the season, relatively early in the season for Iowa State, I think this bodes well for them. I got. I'm sorry. I maybe misspoke. I've got Oklahoma State winning. I've got Iowa State leading up, leading late, 
Oklahoma State ties it up late in the game with a field goal and then wins it with a field goal in overtime. There's still Iowa State has to prove to me that it can win at Oklahoma State. Oh come on! They wanted Oklahoma. <laughs> I know. They'll be like I know. They'll be they, like forty thousand people at Stillwater. With, it's uh, one with, of the worst. Have you stadiums. been to Stillwater? Yeah. With all those those things that they pound the against the, the, po- the things, paddles, the paddles, the paddles. I, I'm I am not I'm going high to Oklahoma, on State. Oklahoma State this year. All right, you guys. Are- Campbell will coach in circles around Gundy. I'm now. not disputing that That's whatsoever. My, I just I'm I'm big on. Not I am not high that. on Oklahoma. Oklahoma State is one of the teams. Like, you look at the Big 12 right now, and we're like, okay, where are some opportunities to yep. jump in the hierarchy? This is one of them. I really think so. Okay. I mean, I've been wrong before. But so you're going to have yep. Iowa State winning eight games, you know, you're going to end up with. Yeah. Okay. I've actually jumped. I've, I I've gone from okay. seven to eight where I'm at right now. Uh, but, I'm <laughs> again, I'm doing this for the first time right now in my head. So, see. All right. Have you uh, taken the football playoff into account? <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. All right, more um, Cyclone Insider with the guys from the Des Moines Register when we come back here on 1460 KXNO. Everything you need to know about Iowa State, it's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register, powered by G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. All right, guys, welcome back. We're rounding out our Iowa State football predictions. So I've got the clones at 4-2. and two. Tommy, where are you at right now? Tommy Birch, Des Moines uh, Register. Let's see. I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, and 2. Four and two, Pete. I haven't been keeping track. Just a second. One. You're the only one has it in paper in front of you. Come on, Peterson. One, one and one. Uncle Pete. Two and one. Um, two and. Oh, for God's sake! All right, what's the next game on the three schedule? And, three and two. <laughs> Where are we after five oh, games? We're at six games. We're at West Virginia now. Know. West, Virginia. West Virginia at Iowa State. Hmm. I. Really don't see Iowa State winning this game. This could be the toughest game on Iowa State's schedule. Um, what? Unless Greer, unless Greer, 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 yeah, unless Greer you think is, this is hurt. You think West Virginia is better than Oklahoma? I said one of their toughest games. Oh, okay. If Greer is healthy, they're gonna lose by two touchdowns. I'm like I'm looking at this now, and I've got the clones at like ten and two. Pete, who do you got in this one? You've got the clones. What? Oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just. Yeah. Give me a minute. Uh, who do I have in this one? Yeah, West Virginia. I have. They West. should have beat them last year, and Kemp didn't, like was like crippled in that game. I've got West Virginia by ten. I think Kemp they, got, was was Greer hurt too, though. No, Greer played. Not that I know. Play, I think he was a little dinged up, though. I don't think he was hundred percent. This is the end of a of a bad streak for Iowa. Why State. Why couldn't Iowa State win this game? I, th- I just think there's too much offense when it comes to West Virginia. Clones are going to have arguably the best defense in the Big 12. <sighs> it's still a really good offense. Seriously. Though. Laugh all you want. I th- I think that they are bona fide top three defense in the Big 12. I oh, agree. there you go. No doubt. Okay, now, and, yeah. and if they're they in the top three, year. they could be the best. Yeah. But where would you stack up West Virginia in terms of best offenses in the Big 12? They're right up there, number yeah. one. Yeah, so I think right. I, 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 I mean, Oklahoma's better, but this is the end of a tough stretch for Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll give them a loss. Okay, they'll split Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Yeah, they'll split those two games. So we got them at four and three. We're all at four and three. I think so. Uh, Texas Tech, 
Cliff Kingsbury's last trip to Ames is on October 27th. <laughs> the, will he be there, though? Are you entirely sure he's going to make the trip? Clones will go 5-3 and three and, and beat Texas Tech. Does anybody have Tech winning that game? Nope. No. They do have 11 starters back on defense. Uh, so it'll only be 47-20 to 20 then. Clones are going to win at Kansas and become bowl eligible on November 3rd. The, uh, the Beatty's 12. the guy that won't be coaching. I like Beatty. Yeah, the problem, nice. the problem is, if you fire him, <laughs> yeah, you gotta have some. I like Beatty. Who and else? You don't you think gonna, they don't read some of those articles about like the scholarship thing that he walked into? Man, I like, know that. I feel bad for they that. They had guy. a new athletic a, director too. Remember? I mean, they had to bring somebody in there to, to just take bullets. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, I would say tear it down, but it's already been torn down. I think now, just like dig it up even more. Clones are gonna beat uh, Baylor. To win their seventh game on November tenth, seven and three start for Iowa State. I think that'll be a not a complete blowout by Iowa State because there are some pieces to to Baylor that could make that an intriguing game. But I mean, yeah, I think Iowa State wins that game. Baylor's definitely not going to be as bad as they were last season. I got the clones in the Big Twelve title hunt right now, Pete. Oh, God, Where about got you? The college Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> I've got them beating Baylor. Whatever, thirty four thirty. We got Baylor scoring thirty on that defense. Yeah, come on. They've got a quarterback. No, that's more of a um, that's more of a twenty four to thirteen game. Okay, I've got that's that's Iowa six six win. It's if getting cold. If you're looking at my picks, by the way. Okay, uh, at six Texas and four at that point. At Texas, Anybody? I should go with that. One. I think covering it. <laughs> I think they're a lot better this year. Than they were a year ago. Texas, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I, have I do Texas have Texas winning that game. I do have Texas winning that game uh, and, as well. Same and, score as last year, seventeen-seven. Really? Yeah, man, Pete, your scores are all over the place. I love it. So, same scores last year. Same team, exactly. But I mean, team. I think I think Texas' offense is going to be a little bit better than. I, I still don't like their quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. Do you like their quarterbacks? They've been playing games, but by that point in the season, I think I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not arguing. I mean, it's you. a I good just, defense. I don't like any of those guys. No, but all right. So we I all like have Tom Herman though. The vampire <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Grandpa Bill is coming to town on November 24th, Thanksgiving weekend in Ames. It's Farmageddon, and the clones um, drive a. Uh, they put garlic. On a steak and put it right through the vampire's heart <laughs> on November. It sounds flow Fig- heartless. <laughs> he's, heart- got, he's coming back. He's coming back for five more years. He's got so five, five years left. <laughs> Figuratively, not literally, okay? <laughs> he, his nickname is the vampire. That's no, how I you slay that, a vampire. Yeah. Uh, clones, the, the, they get Farmageddon <laughs> off of their back, and clones go eight and four in the they, regular season. They have so many question marks, including quarterback. Yeah, but the, now the, this is but, what scares me. Yeah, and what scares me, if this was your first Big 12 game, I would say, man, Iowa State's going to win that game. Really? But by the end of the year, Bill Snyder will have figured everything out, and they're going to be a good team, I think. But I think, I think I, they're going to be a good team. I, I just, think Iowa State wins, but... So what do you have them at? I don't know. You have them at 8-4, too? I think so, yeah. Oh, so you can't call me a homer. I didn't call you a homer. Peter's over there, oh, you're talking about the play. I just have him at 8-4. and four. 
You've got a couple of swing games. <laughs> like well, I'm the one like I'm the one like predicting coaches to get fired, and, like for Mike Gundy to leave and Stillwater, Bill Snyder to get murdered. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. I did not mean it. It was a figurative comment about the vampire nickname. All right. No, yeah, I got it. I love. And anybody who listens to my show knows that nobody respects Bill Snyder as much as me. I think he's one of the top five coaches in the sports history. His, his There's so much respect there. He he loves it's is it Taco Bell or Taco John? Taco Bell. Taco. Bell. He eats Taco Bell like five <laughs> times a week during the season. Pete, did the clones beat Kansas State? <laughs> yeah. Pick them to lose. That'd be no, great. No. <laughs> Penalty flags aside, yeah, yeah. Randy, Randy has Iowa State losing and six flags getting picked up this time. My oh, favorite, Iowa State's going to win by three. I mean, it's going to be a close game. But yeah. my favorite, Pete, are the back in the roads days when we used to do the um, the report card. Yeah, gosh. And Pete, Ate those. every week, Pete's like, "Oh, it's an A, F." <laughs> like there was no, like, "Oh, they got better." It was. Either flunked they or you got a stupid A-plus. game. Yeah, that it God. sounds like Remember my Remember when they lost to um, Campbell's Toledo team? <laughs> F and you just just F of, persecuted the special teams. Well, why not? You're running 13 players out there on offense. You've got players looking at each other, saying who's supposed to be in there. What was there like that game? 16 penalties, and I'm not exaggerating that one. And and the whole the whole extra the whole um, field goal thing, yeah. I remember Cole, I remember when uh, Matt Campbell got hired. He Cole Nenna told him, "I look forward to winning you games again. Yeah. Keep winning you, yeah, winning you football That's games." That's fantastic. <laughs> it's uh, anyway that game. I've done Cyclone Reaction, and for those who don't know, it's the post game show where all the fans call in. They're either happy or sad. Usually sad during my tenure. Are you doing that to, again? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to take actual callers? Or are you going to take just tweets? No, we take callers. Okay. We've always taken callers. Well, I know, call, I know but the, the calling call show's show. doing tweets. Yeah. No, we're doing callers. Okay. Um, but the uh, I I do think that that Toledo game is as pissed of a call-in show that I've ever done. Would and you rightly s- so. Would you say that or when Iowa State lost at Kansas? Um, I would say Toledo for one reason, because there was still hope at that point. Agreed. And when they, they, were, I feel, yeah. and they were non-conference. Yeah. yeah and that it's a Mac team. Yeah. Not, not that Kansas is right. But at that point, it I was think already, people were pretty much reading the Kansas game. They were already kind of trending downward where at least the Toledo game, it's you win like, that Toledo game, and you're like, oh, we could get back to a bowl game. Is what yeah. Was that I Kansas mean, game the week full of lies? Was that what that was? That was the culmination the, the, of a week full of lies. The Grant Rohach, yeah, yeah. Um, starting for yeah. Sam Richardson. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the Toledo game, oh, I they were on kind of Paul Rhodes's probably coaching career at Iowa State was kind of on life support. And then speaking of that show, I've never felt worse in my professional life than. I took a trip with some friends down to Ole Miss because we like to go and see different stadiums. And the the season was over for Iowa State. You know, they weren't – it was the Kansas State game where they fumbled like four times in the last – remember they got yeah. up like 21-7? to seven. Yeah, Randy, So Randy. I left the show, though, to Jeff Woody and Heather Burnside, and neither one of them had hosted it, and that was their first time hosting Cyclone Reaction. That was horrible. You could imagine. <laughs> Ray, oh, I could Randy, imagine. Randy and I were in the elevator – um, 
Remember, God. we're going yeah. we're going down to the field. Iowa State was ahead, <laughs> and we're we're hearing we're hearing the crowd. I go think we nuts. might have stopped and got a hot dog or two. We're hearing the crowd go nuts, and we're we're looking at Twitter. Just Iowa State fans. Oh crap! Oh <laughs> expletive! Thought, yeah, this and that, and we're like, this this can't be good for Iowa State, and. We we got we got down by the time we got down to the field everything had changed the stories we had left in the press box were irrelevant. I mean that game. I mean I hate to keep bringing that up, but that game you had people on the sidelines screaming on the Iowa State sidelines, take a knee. I mean it was terrible. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll never forget that. And then then the Mangino tweet storm. Oh, just so much happened. What a and Jamie sitting standing in the back. Of the just room. so much going on there. Yeah. Well, this was a fun show. So I've got a mate and four. You've got a mate and four. Pete, you're seven and five. Seven and five. Eight and five after the beating I, Utah and the Cactus. Bowl. Randy's got it's yeah. The Randy's got Bowl. Bowl. They changed the name. It's the Cheese It Bowl. In the Cactus Bowl. Uh, if you want to play that game, fine. It's the Insight Bowl. Cheese is a chip. <laughs> It's the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Perfect. Whatever. It's been a million different things. It's, it's a bowl. Um, I've got them going back to Memphis. Oh. Let's Are go I, back to the Liberty Bowl. Are oh. Iowa State fans going the to like overrated that? Town. The best media pregame deal ever oh, the I, night before. We uh, go to that barbecue stop. Not the best ever. Ugh. You get all that, uh, the the barbecue? Yes, but not the best I ever. I love Memphis. I go back to Memphis every year. Sign me up. I hate well, barbecue. Go to the, hang out with Jerry the King Lawler in his basement. Okay. It was fantastic. I hate barbecue. It was the food. If there's anyway. But are, are do you think Iowa State fans are gonna like going back to no Memphis way. two no, years in they, a row? They complain about it, but they go and they pack it. They you know because Pollard would you know best fans in the world like they'd rally. No. And the problem Iowa State has is that Texas Bowl is ahead of it, and they always want to take Texas teams. You know. For seats, butts in the seat, so yeah. you almost have to be like the nine and three level to get out of Memphis. It's They're very K-State's close to last year. K State's going to Memphis. The the Big Twelve bowl deal is not set up well for Iowa State to be middle of the pack. Fun show, good show. Hawk Central will be tomorrow. Peterson's throwing stuff at me, um, and then hey, high school insider means Cody Goodwin and will not be in. I don't know. Maybe not, and I'll come in on Friday. High School Insiders coming up on Friday. Uh, Thanks for listening tonight. Cardinals are on the West Coast. You'll hear them in just a little bit.